whenever my world falls apart I never lose hope or lose heart Whatever the form of the storm that may brew Not with you to lean on, darlings, you Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn, playwright, filmmaker, and professor of communications at American University. When John Rubin was here to discuss the last five years, we broke off into a long discussion about the motion picture based on that musical, and in the end I decided it was better to excise the entire discussion and present it here for you as an intermission. Before we get to the intermission this week, uh, The Original Cast is brought to you by Flying V's production of Brother Mario by Seamus Sullivan. What happens when you cross Anton Chekhov with Koopa Troopas, Fire Flowers, and Mustang? The answer is Flying V Theater's latest production, Brother Mario by Seamus Sullivan. In this existential exploration of the Super Mario Brothers, Mario begins to wonder if there's more to life than jumping, go-karts, and princesses in other castles. Directed by Paul Reisman and starring Lee Liebeskind, performances begin February 23rd, so reserve your ticket at flyingv.brownpapertickets.com. Listeners to this podcast can get $5 off their tickets by going to brownpaperbagtickets.com and entering the promo code PODCAST. That's flyingv.brownpapertickets.com and enter the promo code PODCAST. I want to say a personal congratulations to a few people. Uh, the Helen Hayes Award nominations came out the other day here in D.C., and I was very happy to see uh, nominations for friends and for great productions, among them uh, past guests of this podcast. Evan Casey uh, nominated for his performance in The Flick at Signature Theater. Tracy Lynn Oliveira, nominated for her performance in 110 in the Shade. Carrie Ginsburg with two nominations, Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Play for her performance in When the Rain Stops Falling at First Stage, and for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Musical for her performance uh, of Next to Normal at Keegan Theater. So just a wonderful, wonderful thing for some past guests of the podcast. And the musical You or Whatever I Can Get, who we had on the live show, uh, was nominated for Outstanding Direction of a Musical for Jason Slofstein. Doug Wilder was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Musical, and the show received a nomination for the Charles MacArthur Award for Outstanding New Original Play or Musical. Uh, Wonderful to see that show um, getting the recognition it deserves, and I hope that it continues on forward. I'd also like to give a special shout-out to uh, Adventure Theater MTC for their outstanding production for theater youth audiences. Nomination for Jumanji. My son loved that show, and we love Adventure Theater here. Michael Bobbitt, uh, artistic director there. And I'd also like to give a special shout-out to the Welders, uh, Stephen Spotswood and Gwydion Sullivan. Uh, their plays, The Girl in the Red Corner and Transmission, respectively, both nominated for original new play. So just an absolutely excellent uh, group of nominations this year, and I'm excited to see Friends being recognized for the outstanding work that they do. Speaking of outstanding work, this is oh, this is a rough segue, but uh, February 18th is Bethesda Play in a Day, and I will be once again representing Adventure Theater MTC at this event. Six professional Washington, D.C. area theater companies get together and write and direct and rehearse and perform original plays based on similar themes in 24 hours. Uh, this is the 13th annual production and my third year doing this, and I absolutely uh, adore it. Performances are at Imagination Stage in Bethesda. Uh, these are not, however, even though that is a children's theater, these are not necessarily family-friendly plays, so don't bring the kids. Performance is at 8 p.m. Uh, on Saturday, February 18th. We've got Theater Company's uh, Adventure Theater, that's the one I'm representing, but Flying V, Imagination Stage, Keegan Theater, Roundhouse Theater, and Rorschach all performing 
that day. It, it's a really great evening of theater. You see these six 10 minute plays kind of in a rush and they all, you know, we got started on them at seven o'clock the day before and the performances go up at eight o'clock. Really a lot of fun. So if you're in DC or even if you're not, you know, you know I don't care about that. You can purchase tickets at Bethesda.org backslash Bethesda backslash play dash day. That's presented by Bethesda Urban Partnership. Bethesda playing today, February 18th, 8 p.m. Imagination Stage in Bethesda. All right, let's get to the intermission with John Rubin discussing the last five years of the movie. We join the conversation already in progress. Which is an excellent moment to divert for a second into the motion picture adaptation of this this particular (laughs) musical, starring Anna Kendrick, Jeremy Jordan, and directed by Richard LaGravanese. I... So, okay. Yeah, I would love to hear You've seen the movie, right? I have seen the movie. Have you seen the whole movie? I have. Okay, so it was on Netflix. About one and a half times, because I saw it once uh, with my girlfriend. In the theater? Uh, No, on Netflix. Netflix. And then uh, my old roommate was watching it once uh, as I, like, walked back into the room, and I watched the tail end of it with him. So my wife saw it on Netflix, and she's like, you should watch this. And I said, oh, you think I'd like it? And she just said, you should watch this. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. You know, that's interesting. Sat down. I mean, one of my favorite musicals. Would love to stage this someday. I, I love it, love it to pieces. I got through two and one quarter songs. And really? I had to turn it off because I found it infuriating watching... Anna Kendrick sing to Jeremy Jordan and him say nothing mm-hmm. and then Jeremy Jordan sing to Anna Kendrick and her say nothing <laughs> I became like that theatrical con- I, I applaud Richard LaGravanese for just running at this headlong and I remember seeing a, a clip from it of um, I think they put a clip online before the movie came out of on, it was the it was the Shixi Goddess, wasn't it? No, the, well, the one I saw was, I think... It was I them can, in the car. Uh, isn't, I, is that, I think that's, um, I can do better than that. Oh, right? that's she, right. You don't have to love Duran Duran, just love me. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. Like, remember. That's right. And I remember going, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, that that number worked. So I watched Still Hurting. Gorgeous. Anna Kendrick by herself. Absolutely. Lovely. Piano's there. Don't quite know why, but fine. In this apartment, they can never afford. Moving on. I guess he was a successful novelist. He was successful by then, yeah. We get to Shixi Goddess, and I'm kind of like... You know, I was like, okay, like this is this is going this is going all right. And then we got into See I'm smiling. Where she is just pouring her emotions onto the screen and he is literally not doing anything until he has like two lines here and there. Mm-hmm. And I just was I can't I can't even with this anymore because it occurred to me like this is what this is gonna be. This is all this is gonna be. And what I was dreading was if I didn't believe in you. I was mm-hmm. dreading this moment that was coming at the end where he was going to do this to her. Right. And I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't even. Because I don't want to know what Kathy's doing during If I Didn't Believe in You. And I don't want to know what Jamie's doing during See, I'm Smiling. Because the minute those moments become concrete, I have lost part of my objectivity. Mm-hmm. I am now basing some of my opinion of Jamie on how he handles her singing this song instead of simply hearing Kathy's point of view and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't finish the movie. <laughs> I, so I would say, especially loving this show mm-hmm. as much as you and I both do, it is worth seeing the whole movie. Okay. Uh, I, I enjoyed the movie. I'll watch it in segments. We can watch it song by song. I can sure. watch it. Um, I, I enjoyed the movie. Okay. Uh, I think that it is 
more definitive in terms of who's at fault um, than the show. I'm assuming is. it makes Kathy a lot more sympathetic. It than, does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, also, you know, I love Anna Kendrick. I oh, sure. She's fantastic. I, I kind of. I, I think I kind of, she did. I, well, really, they both as actors did a fantastic job. I with did. This I show. do. I, I should say that I was really this impressed movie. with what Jeremy Jordan was doing mm-hmm. during See I'm Smiling. I just didn't want to see what he was doing. Right. I really liked how he was staying in the moment and really making, like, they were really trying to make the, I have nothing to say mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm going to give you something and sometimes I'm going to give you nothing. It was really well directed in that way. Yeah. I figured that this was as good as this version of this movie was going to be and that's another reason I had to quit was because I was finding it to be intolerable. I, that's, that's I'd love fair. to get the soundtrack though because I, I do love is, their voices. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, for me, the soundtrack was actually what I found most jaring. It wasn't what they were doing. It was because I'm so used yeah, to hearing the yeah, theatrical yeah, production. Yeah, 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 And there were specific yeah. vocal choices right. and acting choices made during the singing of for the movie right. uh, that I felt, I was like, what? Yeah. Why, why isn't that there? Don't why did they, they do that? Um, do you have that experience with... Have you ever had that experience in any other uh, times? Sure. I mean, with the Cast Lame Miz movie, right, the okay. Rent movie. I mean, they do it with every yeah. time they movie, it's turn this, a musical into a movie. It's this thing that movies don't... I think people don't quite understand that... And I, I have said to people before, we can talk about movie musical soundtracks on this uh, podcast if you want to. But I really want you... Like, and, I, and nobody's ever picked one. Somebody asked once, and I, I said, I made these sort of executives. said, okay, come back to me, and we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it. And then they pick something else. But the... You know, that's the, the show that broke you in, whatever. That's the recording, I mean, that broke you in, whatever. But I, I find that the thing that gets forgotten is that original cast albums are a recording unto themselves. They are crafted to be the thing all by themselves. And, you know, edits are made and things are changed, dialogue's cut, blah, blah, blah. Soundtracks are recorded for the movie. Yes. So there is a scene that has been acted a certain way, and we're going to lock this decision in and go forward from there. So it's kind of like if you've ever listened to a board recording of a Broadway show. Where there people are making acting choices in the moment because live, like I'm going to tweak this a little bit, or I right. don't have my voice all the way tonight, so I'm going to go for this note, an octave lower, or any of those little decisions. Then they're frozen forever right. in this recording, and when you throw in the CD, you just kind of go, I, I, there's something about them where they feel they feel like I'm list, like I'm I'm watching the movie with the picture gone, right. which is literally what you're doing instead of. Just listening to this album that was crafted to be to be listened to in the same way. You know, I had been listening to this show for eight to ten years before I saw it for right. the first time. So I had a picture in my head of like how it all went, uh, and when I saw the show, it was relatively accurate. There were a couple things that were clarified, mm-hmm. uh, but it I found it to be you know like what I had pictured in my head watching the movie then after that mm-hmm. I was like oh that's so different from what I would think um, I, I'm you know not to derail to other shows too much but um, you know like Dreamgirls is one where I saw the movie then I saw the or no I saw the show I think uh, and didn't really correlate it with the movie until like I saw the movie and then it was like oh I've seen this before oh okay um it was that show that I went to see at one point mm-hmm. um 
but really in my head, I think of the movie before I think of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also listened to the concert album version of it. Oh, okay. Uh, and so with all three, like you hear those differences. And I think that's probably the only one. And again, it's what I'm most familiar with. Right. Where I'm like, I think the movie did it better in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the soundtrack or just the film in general? Both. Okay. Um, whereas with Les Mis, like, I like the Les Mis soundtrack. Right. Uh, do you, though? I'm just, I'm I just do. I'm <laughs> but every time I listen to it, I'm just like, it just feels slightly off. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm so used to the the cast album. Yeah, movie um, soundtracks to me are like studio live recordings. Mm-hmm. It is the it is a captured performance, and I'm missing half of it. Yeah, it is. You I know, because it's a show, it's presented valid. live, and then and concert recordings. I kind of feel this way, but a little less because there's an audience. You know, if you have right. an audience there, you kind of go, okay, this is what I'm getting. Right. Even live bands and stuff like that. But there's something about the hollowness of the soundtracks. Always sound very hollow to me. Mm-hmm. And like I remember doing this with. Um, the Music Man, as a kid, listening to the movie soundtrack after listening, and I love that movie, and after hearing the cast album over and over again. Case for the merchandise, case for the button hooks, case for the cotton goods, case for the hard goods, case for the fancy goods, case for the soft goods, case for the noggins and the pigeons and the frickins, case for the hogshead cask and jemmy jar, case for the crackers and the pickles and the fly paper. Hey, look, what do you talk? What do you talk? What do you talk? Yeah, what do you talk? Just being, what do you I don't want to hear. It's exactly like the movie. It's mm-hmm. so perfectly because it is. It's the exact right. same soundtrack. It has to be. Cash for the merchandise. Cash for the button hooks. Cash for the cotton goods. Cash for the hard goods. Cash for the fancy goods. Cash for the soft goods. Cash for the noggins and the piggins and the frickins. Cash for the hogshead cask and demijohn. Cash for the crackers and the pickles and the flypaper. Look, what do you talk? What do you talk? What do you talk? What do you talk? And I just, it crawls up my back. I don't like it. I, I really don't. There's a couple of things where I, I like the performance in the like a couple of examples where I like the performance in the movie soundtrack better than for certain songs here mm-hmm. and there. Usually that has to do with orchestration or with it being maybe the full version of the song and with maybe clipped sure. for an original cast album, especially older things like that. But on balance, I find movie musical soundtrack recordings as distinct from original cast albums right. to be kind of soulless. Whereas cast albums to me have this, they are a living, breathing, manufactured thing that, in a very real that way. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And also, oddly, original cast albums almost feel more live to me because it is like, since a live performance is different every night, you know, this mm-hmm. cast album was cra- is different from any of the live performances as well. It, right. It's its own, it's like its own performance. It's why, show. you know, I know you did Jekyll and Hyde at one point earlier in your. Yeah, my brother and I talked this, about Jekyll right? and Hyde, yeah. Um, my introduction to Jekyll and Hyde, I believe, was the London album. Uh, it's so hard to tell because there. And then I was introduced to the Broadway. Um, what was the cover? I can't remember. Does it have the song "Bitch, Bitch, Bitch" yes. on it? Okay, that's the. That's that was sec- the that was the. That was think, the one you were introduced by. I think that was the yeah. I think okay, that was the that's the second concept album. Okay. of the show. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. So, and you know I. Love that show mm-hmm. musically, also for but yeah the Broadway all sorts of other reasons, but wildly different. But right there's yeah. you know I was like, where is this song and that song and mm-hmm. this song, um, and what is this song that's new and different? Right. But I like them both as individual mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. Um, whereas you know like with uh, 
and I've never seen the movie version. I've heard it's not great. <laughs> of Jekyll and Hyde? Hyde. Um, you mean the David Hasselhoff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a live theater Is recording, it? I believe. Yes, I don't okay. think it's like an actual... I could be wrong about that. I've seen clips from it. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah he's, he's... I've heard che- it's a little rough. He's chewing on some scenery there. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's like Jason and I didn't touch on this when we talked about chess, but mm-hmm. it, it is chess. The version of chess he chose, which is the concept album, is not my preferred version of that show. I, I prefer you mentioning that. the Broadway uh, Judy Kuhn, the Queen, Long May She Reign uh, recording. Um, though I often, I mean, I have a playlist on my phone right now, which is both those recordings mixed in with the London or the excuse me the the studio uh, concept album filling the gaps for the songs that aren't on the Broadway mm-hmm. recording, so I can listen to the whole score. But I do have that kind of feeling where I like them I like them diff- differently. differently. I'm in a different mood. I'm like, I'm going to listen to chess, but exactly. I'm going to listen to this one because that's the mood I'm in right now um, as its own kind of complete And complete that's how entity. I feel about a lot of those, even the, you know, like the Les Mis movie versus the Les Mis mm-hmm. show or Dreamgirls movie versus concert versus show. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, what am I feeling right now? Which Which type of, which version of this song do I want to feel mm-hmm. connected to. Yeah. Um, and it's so weird with that. And the same with the last five years uh, yeah. with the movie. You know, again, I think there are most of the choices they make musically I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, they both have amazing voices. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's, it's just different from what I'm what you, used to. And what you want. I mean, it is also the thing of there only being two vocalists where you get really used to their voices. Absolutely. The, and, and I, mean, I, I listened to this when I first got it kind of on repeat. I, I mean, this was on my yeah. car all the time and just playing and playing and Absolutely. playing until it had completely been absorbed in my soul. Now there are certain songs that I can't listen to anymore. <laughs> there, there are definitely songs that... Is there anything you skip on this? What do you... Uh, no. No? Okay. I, I don't... Good. I tr- tend not to skip songs when I'm listening to an album all the way through. Oh, wow. Because um, I think it takes away from the experience of, like, this is the story that we're oh, telling. Well, of well you're certainly right, but... <laughs> right, but, like, if I, I'm listening to a, an, an album all the way through, yeah. then I, that's what I'm looking for. It depends on what I'm doing. Unless I'm, I'm in a, like, really specific headspace. Yeah, if I'm driving, like, a long drive, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, I will just let an album blast. But if, like, if I'm driving across town, like, and that's the CD and the, and the thing, I'm skipping Schmoll song. And the clock said, na 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 oh, Schmoll, you'll get to be happy. Na 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 na, I give you unlimited time. Na 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 na, so Shmuel go so and be happy. But Shmuel said, No, no, it's not my lot. I gotta make do with the time I've got. I'm just skipping that thing. It's it's Shmuel song all day long. Uh, <laughs> Great song. It, I over listen to it. It's my own fault. That's fair. Yeah. It to me, it it's very much like um, Sarah Buya Santa in um, oh, in in uh, uh, songs, for, songs a new world. for a new world. But here we are, Nick, and so Nick, I know it's time for you to go. Says alone, and so of Nick, it's grand, Nick. I don't pretend to understand, Nick. I saw you look at Blitzen long and lovingly. The bay you 
but it's like it's this really sticky it is very sticky uh over the top song of this like hyper jewish character right um and uh well the there was you... something amusing yeah about that to me uh but it's a very long song both of them yes are. it is yeah they that I, is a very long song. i forget how, the reason i end up skipping that song is i forget how long it is like when they long. get to the spoken word section right. and i went oh god this song still has like a minute to go I'm like never mind i've got it because that song and shmuel song to a great extent are based kind of on a there's a surprise element mm-hmm. that when you don't know it i mean the, the joke of Boya santa is a, is a good joke very nicely constructed but once you know the the joke it, it it kind of loses some of its magic, just like um, Shmuel song, which isn't based on it, isn't a joke. But it, once it has this, once you know the story he's telling her, and you know where he's going with it, um, it also has the this. I think that's the saddest song. That's the song that becomes the saddest in the show when you when you know how it all turns out. Surabaya, Surabaya Santa, Surabaya, Surabaya. Is, at least that's the spelling that okay. I have. On my album. on your phone, okay. Love wow. it, Surabaya. I have no we'll idea. We'll just what we'll that say. Well, neither do I. Yeah, that's. What I was really hoping you knew what it meant. No, I imagine it is Yiddish. Of which yeah. I... Well, since she says Shalom, Nick, I have to imagine it is some kind of Yiddish. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and this it, show has some good Yiddish in it. This show does have some. Good has Yiddish. the great word that I I um, I didn't know what he was singing in my favorite song in the show, which is um, if I didn't believe in you. Mm-hmm. Um, Soros, which Soros. like was one of the, it was so funny because I heard him sing it. I'm like, I don't know what that. I looked up online what the lyric is, and then it's you know T S U R I S. I don't know what that I word is. That is that. <laughs> <laughs> so you Google that, and you go, ah, oh, it's like Mishigas. It's a great word. I love Soros. Yeah, Yiddish has some great words. It really does. Onomatopoetic um, in a way. Right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them. Actually, yeah, yeah. Very much. You may so. not know what the word is. Like you may not know exactly what they're saying, but I like mean, if you, you hear look, some, you look back at Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Right. Like. Shlemiel, Shlemazel. Yeah. Right. It's just, you get the sense of like, oh, this is like, you know, right. it's bouncy, Michigas, that doesn't sound like a good thing to me. I don't know right. what it is. Doesn't sound good. <laughs> you can at least get that. You can get the exactly. good or the bad. Soros, that doesn't sound good. That's right. hard to say and spell. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like a good, a good emotion. The original cast was recorded at the Media Production Center at American University. Special thanks to Jeffrey Madison, Tom Fish, Imani Mular, and the tireless staff of students who run the front desk. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at Original Cast Pod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, online at Unknown Penguin. You can email the original cast at OriginalCastPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to the original cast on iTunes, and while you're there, please give us a comment and a rating so other people can find the show. My thanks to John Rubin for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. Bye.